0: You in the whole Fantasy Focus. Fantasy. Fantasy Focus. Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you could save. It is the three best friends that anyone could ever have. Mm-hmm. You could ever see. It's the three Musketeers. Yeah. yeah. It's the I,
1: big three. I got to say, though, coming in here, I'm a little nervous because. Right before we went on air, the producer in the air was like, don't worry about the, and it cut off. And then it just stopped talking. There's nothing. So I don't know. Should so this be show may last
2: 60 minutes. Yeah, like yeah, it, normally does. it could be done in five seconds. So just everybody brace. Are we on it, air? As a know. result <laughs> of that. Very festive or celebratory attire on the show today. Daniel, I watched Elf a couple nights ago. Mm. What a great, like, what a to great. me, the greatest Christmas movie.
1: Wow. That's a high bar. Wow. Okay. How do
2: you not love it? What would be your favorite? I think my favorite Christmas
0: movie is probably A Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: Okay. Excellent. I think that's, but Elf is like right up there in Elf. In that top echelon. I guess the only reason, the only counterpoint I can make to my own argument, which is a sort of bad way to start an argument, uh, is that (laughs) I could watch Elf in like July and be entertained. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a fair point. That being said, I watched it a couple nights ago. It felt like the appropriate thing to do on a Tuesday night when there was no football. And I was reminded of just how great it is. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's uh, that's a good one. Okay, um, I feel like yours. This
2: is the point where you cast. So your vote.
1: yeah, I, I was going to say I think I have to stick with the classic, which is Christmas Story. Okay, and I visited what? the house in Cleveland. Did you really oh, did I went you? there? Did the trip, did the museum, and everything? It was really cool. It was really
2: cool. So so Daniel's dressed up accordingly. Very festive. Mm-hmm. I love the outfit right now. Yeah, Where'd you get you that? Thank you
0: very much. Uh, so I told my mom that we were going to be doing... Mama Dopp is staying with me right now for a little yeah. while. Mama mm-hmm. Dop So I told them that we were going to be doing uh, Christmas sweaters for Fantasy Football Now on Saturday for the show. Yeah, we are. And I said I didn't have one. So she went out and bought me
1: this. So you're going to wear
0: that today and tomorrow? Which is my Christmas sweater. <laughs>
1: Wearing and, that tomorrow and, too? and in case you're not yeah I'm wearing tomorrow <laughs> I
0: and, America's and getting a lot of legs right now you're not Daniel. watching it what it is is it's basically a, a onesie that only comes down to about halfway down to my thigh Yeah, and it's buttoned up like a little elf suit and I got a hood that I could actually throw it up it does look comfortable yeah oh it's quite warm it's yeah. very great Yeah, uh, and then I got some festive she got me some uh, some socks here that okay. have guitars and, and some Christmas oh, nice. gifts on them and stuff like yeah.
1: that So yeah, alright put your leg down we can see too much yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> it's pretty white <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
2: real bad sorry about that it That's is definitely violation. December yes yeah that much. Mike also has a Christmas yeah, speaking sweater Speaking
1: of uh, Christmas movies, you yeah, have uh, Home Alone. That could be not? in the mix. It's Kevin!
2: So yeah, that's definitely yeah, up there. Definitely a up there. Sure. Happy Festivus to those, of course, who celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have a Christmas thing on today. Only I was going to wear my Christmas thing, but uh, today marks the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of the Immaculate Reception, mm-hmm. of course. Franco Harris on the receiving end of that reception. He passed just a couple of days ago, yeah. but Homage made the shirt. Shout out to Homage for these awesome shirts, celebrating this very momentous occasion. Obviously, the Steelers will be celebrating it throughout the weekend yeah. as well, but just, um, yeah, just terrible timing for Franco yeah. Harris, who was yeah. just hours away from being honored for. I don't know about most iconic, but I I, I don't know if it's I, I don't know what else. What would be more iconic than the Immaculate Reception? I don't know in NFL history. It's I one think of it's the most iconic. Of. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be out, it's it's on up, the short list at the very least.
1: Yeah, it's there with uh, like Joe Namath with the you know the finger yeah, in the air yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vince Lombardi. There's just a few moments you think of, and that's definitely on the short
2: list. Yeah. About so uh, obviously, continue to think about uh, his family yeah. during this difficult time, and. I, I, it's obviously extremely sad. I think I've taken, I hope people have taken a tiny bit of solace from just seeing the reaction from Pittsburgh and football oh, fans, man. right? Like, um, you know, I want to be remembered as somebody who lived a life well, and Franco mm-hmm. Harris made an immense impact mm-hmm. on so many people. So it's certainly a shine through over the past 48 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I know we're going to push ahead and talk about football here in a minute, but
0: just on that point, field with all of everything, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, we are here to support you and celebrate it with you. This is a whole yeah. part, like, this time of year is just it's hard not to think about like the people around you and all the things that mm-hmm. we have. And, and with all of this, um, obviously it's, I'm really stoked to be able to be here with you guys yeah. to be able to do this. You too, and, My friend. I yeah. mean,
2: is there any better way to spend festivals than with the two of you guys? It's I awesome. This it's so. great. We're going to no. talk no. football for about an hour today. We're talking about mm-hmm. a fake game. We're going to try to win some championships and help you along the way. Like pinch me when it's, uh, when, this when dream it's is over, over. Yeah. Yeah. And, a,
1: and a reminder to are you questions on social about this? Yes. Fantasy football now is tomorrow, tomorrow, yes. Saturday. Saturday. Yes. That's the, the main slate. Also, if you play DFS and maybe you're, yep at DraftKings, and you want set a main slate lineup that is for tomorrow, not yep. Sunday this week. There's only three three games Sunday, right? Three yep. games Sunday. Well, Before,
2: did you know there are three on Sunday for the first time ever? Yeah, first time ever the NFL will have three games on, on Christmas. Christmas. Right. Now, there was a span of nearly 20 years where the NFL didn't play any games on Christmas. Mm-hmm. This, this was a controversial thing back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. There was a
2: time in which people resented professional football on Christmas Day. It actually got to like the the state legislator level in Kansas. And so the NFL, they said, okay, fine. We we hear you. They adjusted the schedule. So for a while, if there was a playoff game, because if Christmas did fall on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. they adjusted the schedule. And during the playoffs, they would either play the game on Saturday or Monday. So uh, they were away from the NFL or they were away from football on Christmas. And then in 89, the Bengals and Vikings resumed Christmas Day play, and now I think we're at the point where don't you feel like people are like more? At least I feel like the more the merrier, right? Mm-hmm. Like give me as much Christmas football as I can get.
1: So why do you have that on the tip of your tongue? That's oh, because you can right check now. out
2: my my video. You
1: don't see it? Oh no, no, I didn't
2: see oh, okay. it. Okay, the whole video on it's on my Instagram. Okay. It's on my all Twitter. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. off to say like he it it knows out. like
1: 1989 yeah. specifically. It's a really I know that like incredible. I think I'm a decent historian. Yeah. I used to watch like old footage of the early Super Bowls and you know Hank Stram yeah. and all that, and I'm like, man, that's the. That's, that's a, really cool sp- I, yeah, I, I just imagine him like up last night at, after the game, just reading the Wikipedia page on like Christmas, He's getting Christmas into games wormhole. in the NFL. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, before we dive into everything, in case you did not listen to yesterday's podcast, we did a bunch of previews yesterday yeah, of for yeah. all of the Saturday games. We have a few more to get through today, but we
2: get to breathe
0: today on the show. That's we get right. Right. Take that's our time. A little bit more. Yeah. Let's not take our time with the Thursday night football recap, though, if <laughs> we don't have quick. to. Yeah. yeah. There sort was of- one team that was really good and another team that we don't uh, I don't like watching play football right now. When you walk in a hard space for the Jets, the right Jaguars the Jets, Jaguars won 19 to three. And it was behind the really legs of Trevor Lawrence let's and Travis Jack. ETN yeah. yep. 18.3 fantasy points. If you did roll with Trav- uh, with Trevor Lawrence last night, and most of that came from the ground, 51 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, Mike, which was great if you had to use him.
1: Yeah. So let's talk through this because, uh, if you faded this game, which we said yesterday, like we're downgrading yep. every, pretty much everyone, yep. uh, which we did. We said probably stay away from Lawrence, which he's on last week. He, he, he hit what 18.3? He said that would have finished yep. like QB 12 or 13 last week, right? So, not like a dominant performance. You could still survive if you benched him fine. Evan Ingram, we knew someone was going to have a decent day. That always happens, even in bad weather games, someone does. He had a big game fine. We hit him like Q, our tight end nine. Yeah, he was the most startable, by the way, because it was a tight end 100%. Yeah. Travis yeah. Etienne, we said start. He was fine. But over that—that that was the three guys I just mentioned. The only skill guys over ten points yeah. in this game. So if you faded Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Elijah Moore and Corey Davis and Gary Garrett Wilson. Wilson and Tyler, Con- you're happy. Yeah, you're happy. So you're thrilled. Th- there was 22 points scored. If you faded this game, you're fine. Yeah. You didn't get crushed by anything. There's going to be no major regrets here. Some people are going to lose because their replacement quarter their replacement quarterback got. Uh, you know, twelve instead of eighteen. It's going to happen. But overall, the process was sound here. The weather was terrible. It didn't look as bad on TV as it was there. It was terrible. I mean, they started windy. talking about
2: it more in the second half.
1: Yes, but the rain just got heavier. It was bad. It
2: there was, was bad. a good way of describing it. Did you guys notice that about I don't know, middle of the first quarter, Evan Ingram had one of his catches and slid on the sideline and you couldn't tell what number he was wearing for the rest of the game. Yeah. Cause all the paint from the field, yeah. he happened to roll like perfectly on his back mm-hmm. yep. and the back of his jersey was just flush green mm-hmm. from the grass field, from the, from the painted grass, I should say. And all of a sudden it was like, there is indistinguishable <laughs> number, but we know it's Evan Ingram because he is the only guy that's catching passes tonight. So I actually yeah. didn't think it was a tight end cause he didn't have long hair. I wasn't sure which wide receiver it was. Yeah. <laughs> Ingram, I'll tell you what, man, I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, uh, as I said, we have a lot of time today, so we can sort of talk through things a bit more than than usual. And I think everything Mike said, totally agree with, um, I, I, as I talked about yesterday, I faded Zay Jones and I think maybe the lesson was that like, when you're playing the Jets in general, like you should always feel pretty, like you should at least consider fading your wide receivers Mm -hmm, because those mm -hmm. cornerbacks are just nasty. Um, but the Jaguars, such a good example of just like coaching matters. And like Mm -hmm. at the essence of coaching, I've always, not that I'm a coach, not that I probably ever will be a coach, maybe at at like, you know, the lowest of levels, like, you know, when my daughter is playing like, you know, softball when she's seven or something. Right. But like basically what coaching is at its core is identifying what your player's doing well Mm -hmm. and allowing them to do that as much as humanly possible and what the Jaguars have done with their skill players is so impressive. Evan Ingram, who's a tremendous athlete, one of the elite athletes we've seen over the past 20 years at tight end. Like he crushed the combine, like, few, like maybe not Kyle Pitts level, mm-hmm. not that far behind like Kyle Pitts and Vernon Davis though. And a lot of what they do with Evan Ingram is just RPOs where the simple read for Trevor Lawrence is dump the ball off six yards for Evan Ingram and let him run after the catch. And he did it last night, mm-hmm. like so enthused. He has the most receptions by any tight end in a single season in Jaguars history. He's up to nearly 70 catches on the mm-hmm. year, over 700 receiving yards. Like, he's got a shot at 100 catches and 1,000 yards. If things go really well, that's probably generous. But more like 85 catches and... 900 yards. Yeah, over the yep, last yeah. over, over it's, it's a great season for him yeah, yeah we're gonna is. have fun
1: talking about him in the offseason because that was a one-year deal yeah right so agent. we'll see yeah exactly so we'll see where he lands money. and yep. they're probably going to try to get him on you know a three-year deal in the offseason Oh, well, i'm get, sure bring him back.
2: they'll be motivated to bring him oh, back we'll see if they do yeah. but yeah they certainly would be and uh but yeah other than that <clears throat> though, are like again christian kirk like 5.6 fantasy points if you yeah. played him last night you're like oh god i'm in a rut already because i played a receiver in terrible weather against the jets so That's, which is real tough yeah can i Go ahead, Mike.
1: I was just going to say, I think the biggest shocker slash disappointment in terms of a guy we were like, yeah, you could probably start him is Bam Knight.
2: Yep, totally. I just, I was just
1: Disaster, say. negative rushing yards, I think it was, and he had the one catch for 15 yards. It was game script. You know, yeah. they just were getting blown out. They gave up on the passing game. They changed to Chris Strebler, a quarterback, and they used Michael Carter. And Knight was actually, had a pretty nice cushion in terms of snaps. Yeah. I mean, he was still leading the way, but they just weren't calling a run. So very disappointing. They just, he got scripted out. It's going to happen.
0: Which was tough. What do you do with this quarterback change? What is this team going to do with this quarterback change? Well, hopefully
2: change? Yeah.
1: Mike White next
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, say uh, yeah.
2: they, they brought that up in the broadcast, and I yeah. think it was was Herbie or Al, but I was like, oh, man, like what do they do next week? And I think one of them it was like, Hope for Mike White, basically, right? Like, it needs to be Mike White. They play in Seattle next Sunday. So, you would think there's a chance that Mike White Mm -hmm. plays. That being said, they also talked about how he went to 10 separate doctors try to get cleared. He is still not yet being cleared from those broken ribs. But Mike White clearly gives the Jets the best chance for the rest of this season. They're going to need to win out and have some things break, uh, break in their favor to make the playoffs. But crazy things do happen in the NFL. That's how. The world, That's how it works. works. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. All right, let's
0: keep rolling ahead with our week 16 previews. Yep. This one, Game, one of the big yeah, weather
2: games that we have. I'm going to be rude and get about. my phone out here no, for a couple it, of these Field. because I want to make sure yeah, that I call. have the latest updates on weather because uh, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you lineup locks,
0: fields. You let me know if any of these lineup locks have changed based on what you have known from the weather. Yep. But for the Bills and the Bears, we are looking at Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Justin Fields, and David Montgomery. All four of them right now are lineup locks. Any reason why with what you see with the weather,
2: that would change, Field Jason? So the weather right now is calling for a feels like of negative 12 to negative 10 at kickoff. That's not ideal just for life, but uh, as far as football goes, you can play through the cold. The gusts of wind are up to about 35 miles per hour during the game as well. In Chicago, a steady wind of 22 miles an hour. So I would think that probably Josh Allen can continue to throw through that. He's got the strongest arm Mm -hmm. in the NFL, and they can do damage in the intermediate or short passing game. So not enough to knock Stephon Diggs out of my lineup by any stretch. And of course, with the Bears, there's no Bears pass catcher that you are consistently starting. So I don't think it impacts. The weather does not impact those things that much, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, and as we saw last night, even in bad conditions, a quarterback can make up a lot of ground with their legs, which Trevor Lawrence did at like (laughs) 40 some. Rushing yards had a touchdown, and obviously these two quarterbacks are perfect for that. We know Justin Fields is going to run a lot, and Josh Allen, if they're struggling to throw, he'll run the ball, and he'll mm-hmm. make up ground that way. So uh, I'm still starting both quarterbacks. Yeah, feel good
2: about it. It is the first game in NFL history in which both quarterbacks that are starting enter it with 700 or more rushing yards mm, for the season. So really? two of the best scramblers we have in the NFL, design runners as well. I expect yeah. both of them to be very busy as runners tomorrow afternoon. I feel like
0: I'm going to fade... Gabe Davis in this game in part Mm -hmm. because all the things that we talked about feel that you just said it. When I look at this, it's going to be running backs and Devin Singletary, one of the only guys that we didn't really mention on that lineup lock list. Mike Clay, where is it that he falls against this bears defense? Yes.
1: I'm 28th. You guys are two spots behind me Four straight games under 11 and a half fantasy points. And uh, look, they're using three guys. We've talked about this. In fact, I don't think I need to say much more. They're using three guys. He is the one a cooks. The one B Hines is the one C None of them are comfortable starts right now. If you have to pick one of the three for your flex, though, you're going single Terry just because he's been he's the kind guy. of ahead in the snap department, but it's yep. not a great situation as they rotate these guys in and out.
2: Only thing I'll say, you mentioned Gabe Davis, is that like we've been looking for him to get on track for a while now. It just seems less likely that he would get on track in a game where it's going to yeah, be negative this. 10 with potentially 30 mile an hour gusts of wind.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you need any sort of positivity, the Bears have not been good against wide receivers and Uh, Stefan Diggs, I think, is going to draw the shadow of Jalen Johnson. They've really struggled on the other side. Kendall Wilder was in there. He didn't play last week. He was essentially bench they had Jalen Jones in there yeah it's a good spot it yep. really is a good matchup so maybe there's a little bit there but in this wind I w- I'm with you I wouldn't want to mess with them I'd, I'd go elsewhere
0: going to be tough tight ends are both of these tight ends you know potential low-end streaming options I guess if you look at it because of the short yardage you know short Dawson target. Knox
2: is Cole Komet Cole Komet is it's Dawson Knox, Knox. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah yeah it's uh the w- bad matchups in both situations not even because of the weather bears third fewest fantasy points and the fewest catches allowed to tight end so Knox has had two really good games he hit a really good matchup. One of them games was Miami, who yeah. was about as bad as Arizona against tight ends, and we pick on them all the time. Yeah. Really good matchup. He took advantage. And then uh, the Bills have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end this season. So not really? great for Cole Komet because you're really banking on a touchdown with him, yeah. right? That's wow. really the only time he scored fantasy points this season. So I mean that's you can apply that to most tight ends. Yeah. yeah. Touchdown yeah. or bust. <laughs> Zero allowed by the Bills and, and this wind. Okay. No. no thanks. Dumb
2: reactionary question. But for the final two weeks of the season after this week. Would you prefer anybody? I've, Travis Kelce is in a different category. Is Evan Ingram the tight end you, w- you want the most the rest of the way?
1: Like number two? Maybe. I mean, Lawrence is r- just continues to get better and yeah. better and better. Yep. You can make that case. I yeah. mean, Hawkinson's in there, and obviously Andrews. We'll see how he does this weekend. He's it Lamar like like Jackson. So could be back. good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there's a case to be made. Again, he's going
2: to be in very Conversation. interesting offseason Conversation. discussion. Yes. How old is Evan Ingram? So we 27? just finished the sixth. This will be this. This is the sixth year of his career. Somewhere between yeah, young, 27. Yeah, yeah 27, 28. His prime, somewhere. Another old miss player. They have had so many yeah. dudes recently. All mm-hmm. right, let's talk
0: next game. Commanders at the 49ers lineup blocks for this one. Only one for the commanders. It's Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. And for the 49ers, we got CMC and George Kittle. What's the update that we have on Debo Samuel? We lost him two weeks ago. Didn't see him last week. See him this week, maybe? He is
2: officially out. This one is easy as Debo Samuel will not play this week. Sounds like if Debo returns this season, in the regular season, it'll be in week 18. That could be one of those where, San Francisco gets him back and wants to get him some snaps So his absence between now and or from the injury to when he plays or debuts in the playoffs is not quite as long, but he will not be available on Saturday. The game is being played at home. He has been ruled out. And I think the viewers are probably sitting there saying, wait, I didn't hear a single lineup lock amongst commanders running backs. Mm-hmm. This is our weekly segment where Mike reminds us of just how ridiculously good the 49 run defense has been this year.
1: How about this? The lowest yards per carry to running backs, the okay. lowest yards per target to running backs, the fewest fantasy points allowed yeah. to running backs in the last running back to clear 13.5 fantasy points or even reach 13.5 fantasy points against this team was uh, some Christian McCaffrey guy. And oh, that was in wow. week five. It was still like in the 80s down yeah. here or up here in Connecticut. Yeah, so he was on uh, the no, other team at that point. That, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, now they, like I said before, they, he was, they were so impressed. That a running back was like, good against their run defense. So like, we'll trade yeah. anything for him. We want yeah. that guy. No either.
2: one's rushed for 60 yards in a game against the 49ers this season. Just a ridiculous stat. I believe nope. it's never happened the first 14 games of a season wow. in the great history of the NFL. Moreover, you've got guys that are splitting carries. We've seen more of Antonio Gibson in the red zone and near the goal line than we expected from Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. So much so that the offensive coordinator for the Commanders, Scott Turner, was having to answer questions about that this week and saying he wants to see more of Antonio Gibson, excuse me, Brian Robinson near the red zone. But over the past four weeks, he has played fewer snaps than Antonio Gibson. And yes, he has more fantasy points per game. And yes, he has more yards. But still, if this is a game they're playing from behind and they can't run the ball, Who's more likely to be on the field? The guy that's a really good pass catcher who was a college wide receiver Mm -hmm. or the guy who's a hammerhead runner? The answer is probably Antonio
1: Gibson. Yeah, I I mean, Robinson's been over 100 yards in three straight games, and I have Gibson ranked ahead because of the passing split, right? Like, if you assume if you knock the projection down rushing-wise in terms of volume and efficiency against this defense, suddenly he moves down so far that Gibson jumps him because of the passing down work. So they're 39th and 42nd. If you're starting these guys this week... Might be in trouble.
2: Yep. This yeah. is a tough week to have them as uh, in your lineup yep. from upside from an upside from perspective. Standpoint. Yeah, yeah, you so, might
1: get ten point one points or something. If you're feeling lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That might be the best case scenario. Well,
0: speaking of upside, I sort of feel like with Brandon Ayuk, you know, we talked about no Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. We we Laid out the lineup blocks. It's just CMC and George Kittle. And when I look at Brandon Iuke, it looks like a tale of two months to me. Yeah, where, you know, the, this last month has not been the month that I want leading into the fantasy playoffs here. And Mike, I have him outside my top 30. How are you looking at Brandon Iuke this week? Yeah, I'm a
1: little higher at 28 just because you're like, there's no Debo Samuel. It has to happen, right? Like y- Does you it, would just Like, you, he, it he's their number to. one. It's him. It's Kittle. It's McCaffrey. Yeah. Purdy's throwing my two touchdowns in all three games so far. Like they have to go somewhere. And at any given point, you could have a two touchdown game. He's done that before. The problem is he had four targets last week, two catches for 19 yards, a major disappointment yep. under 14 fantasy points in four straight and five of his last six. Again, a big fall off from where he was yep. and Washington also a lot better against receivers over the last eight weeks and four weeks. They've allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So, William Jackson, I guess, was a problem. He's a good player. He was a, he was a bad Maybe, fit. Yeah. And they've still had injuries back there. St. Juice has missed time and Wild Goose has missed time. And they're still just cracking down. Yeah.
2: St. Juice, St. Juice, St. Juice and Wild, Wild Goose. Goose. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> that's two of their top three. <laughs> I they want missed. a shirt that says St. St. Juice, St. Juice and Wild, Wild Goose. Goose. That's is that a incredible. law firm or is that the that's commander's a, starting that's,
1: secondary? That's, that's one, a bourbon that, that I'm going to Yeah, make literally. Yeah. It is. I was going to say one of Daniel's bands. but Oh, yeah. that's another good
0: one.
2: Shut up. St. Juice and Wild—that's a cocktail right there.
0: For that sure. Is. Okay. also it is definitely two co-pilots in the next F-16 Top Gun movie. Yes, okay. Now we're talking. St. Right. Juice and Wild Goose. All, All right.
2: right. Um, I learned I that, a, uh, that a Tom Cruise movie was filmed in not that far by Connecticut. It, one of his like old, older flicks. Really? Yeah, I forget which not one. It was Not Days already. of Thunder. Nope. Oh, um,
1: that's a classic though. It is. It's Robin's Racing, Mike. Robin's Racing.
2: I don't. I don't. I can't remember which one it was, but I, I, that one threw me off. I was. I was surprised by that this morning. Interesting fun fact. Apparently, there are a lot of movies filmed. Where do you in find Camp? time okay. to find
0: all these fun facts? Where I'm in the guys? makeup chair this
2: morning. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. right that's fair. I <laughs> actually do. Up. I learn yeah. a lot in the makeup chair. so That is yep. totally fair. You yeah, are
1: right. you are up with the, the baby at like 4 a.m. a lot, right? So well, you're you know what? There mean, Wikipedia.
2: This is last night was my first night not being in the house with my daughter. My wife and daughter went up to go see my mother and her, and her parents uh, yesterday. I left from Massachusetts, so this was my first night not with the baby in like six months. House mm-hmm. to yourself. It was w- so weird. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was like, what time is it? Why haven't <laughs> I? Like, I have no idea. I, literally, I was like, I don't. And then, of course, I look up, 512, and I'm like, all right, oh, screw wow. it. I'm going back to bed, right? Didn't, <laughs> like, didn't the wind business? wake you up? Oh uh, Yeah, the wind was crazy
1: last Oh, yeah. Night, so, My uh, basketball yeah. hoop fell over. I was out there cleaning up the yard today. Is oh, that because you
2: were... Yeah. Did the wind knock it over, or you like? Oh, you I dunking was dunking on it. On it. Yeah, that was unrelated.
1: It. I was just showing off about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I dunk on it. Just destroy that. <laughs> Mike <laughs> was
2: dunking it like you dunked yeah, on some of those course. Twitter trolls last night, too, huh?
1: Naturally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. All right. Last movie. War ahead. of Worlds. That's what it was. was filmed. No, oh, no. War way. Yeah. Oh, wow. no yeah. I right. Not a guess at okay.
2: yeah.
0: um, Next game we have coming up eagles at go. cowboys this is going to be a big one in real life any, and a fantasy any
1: big storyline here not really at i don't all. think
0: no, no big storyline at all lineup blocks include <gasps> jalen hurts isn't on that list mm. because jalen hurts not going to play in this game we got a.j brown devonta smith tony pollard cd lamb dalton schultz injuries include jalen hurts and dallas goddard i think zeke should be on there too
2: i think zeke should be yeah. on that he list as both well. right who makes this list hmm? who makes a lineup blocks list oh you do no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we only have so much space in the graphics, so Zeke is not on there. But okay. yeah, C is definitely part of that conversation mm-hmm. as well. Uh, on the injury front, Chris quickly, Jalen Hurts officially ruled out. Dallas Goddard activated. He's going to play on Saturday. He Friday. will play this week, yep, he will which play. is yep. what we love all to see. There. All right, mm-hmm. so now you've got, and we've
0: talked about this all week long. If this is your first time tuning in, congratulations. If this is not your first time tuning in, this is our fourth time talking about it this week. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, under center. How will this affect all the lineup blocks really quickly? Just ripping through them here.
1: Uh, how will it affect oh the Yeah, skill guys in general um yeah as I talk again I won't go into the deep dive but essentially there's gonna be less quarterback running a lot less right yep. uh, Hertz is number one in expected touchdowns and that just counts receiving and rushing this year so more of that will go to the running backs that should save uh Miles Sanders who actually moved up a little bit in my rankings despite projecting fewer touchdowns from one of the high scoring offenses in the NFL so he's fine uh A.J. Brown uh, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, there's enough volume there for those guys to survive. Even if we downgrade him a couple spots, you know, they're tar- again, their targets could go up if Hertz isn't in there scrambling. Yep. Minshew's serviceable. We've seen that throughout his career. I think they're okay to start. I still consider all three lineup blocks.
2: And also not a game where you have to worry about weather, which is certainly something that's going to factor yep. into a lot of other mm-hmm. pass catchers this week, as we have already talked about, and we'll talk about more. And then Miles Sanders stands to benefit as well here, just because, as we've noted, uh, this season, Jalen Hurts has 23 goal-to-go carries. That's second in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Certainly, one of the best players in terms of goal line opportunities and just a like goal line ability in the yeah. NFL. So you figured that uh, Miles Sanders should get a couple more goal line looks if the Eagles are advancing the football down the field with that much ease. Siri is talking to me right now about something. <laughs> oh.
1: He's, he's over here he's searching is. the internet again. That's how he does Series it. Siri
2: says, goal line <laughs> stuff Madden 23 ability. <laughs> yep. uh, Cam Chancellor and Jeffrey Simmons are the first two players to come up. Jeffrey so. Simmons is yeah. great. They're yeah, great. Anyways, fantastic. Miles Sanders without Jalen Hurts could be like the Jeffrey Simmons of offense hey now. <laughs> on okay. Saturday. So high yeah, praise. Miles Sanders is RB 16 for me this week. I do not I do not expect a dud again after mm-hmm. last
0: week. Nope. You're basically starting every single eagle that you can on the other side of the football. Although I'm- I
2: do have a great one. I have a great tweet lined up. If Miles Sanders smokes tomorrow, like just absolutely crushes. Yeah. I'm just gonna like I, I, it's already right. Should I spoil it now or no? No, 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 no. don't save spoil. It. Well, yeah, I, but um, I want to know
1: if it if it doesn't if he does not come through. I want to know what it was though. Now, Yes. okay, yeah, okay, yeah so. I'll save it. Yeah, I will save it. Yeah, okay, um, got it.
0: How are you looking at this Cowboys offense, Mike? Because I got Dak Prescott pretty low here. He has mm-hmm. been really frustrating for me to try to figure out how to start. Wow, 18.
1: Yeah, this week with all these backup quarterbacks, I, I think I'm too low on him.
0: I got to move him up a wow. little bit here.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm. I thought I was low on him. I'm QB 12. Look. Since Dak has come back, they are averaging 4.4 touchdowns per game They're offensively. Running yeah. the football a 4. ton. 4.4. I mean, the Eagles, we just talked about how great they've been. They're yep. three and a half. Yeah. I mean, Dallas has been scoring. Uh, it's been unbelievable. But despite that, Dak Prescott has one weekly finish better than QB8. That yep. was fourth back in week eight. Also, a very tough matchup. The Eagles, you know, we talk a lot about their offense, but their defense has allowed the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Only two times quarterback has gotten to 17 points. They were recently, though. Justin Fields. And Daniel Jones, who do a lot with their legs. Dak does sometimes, you know, yeah. he's kind of hit or miss in that department. Well, but that was
2: the week in which he was a top five finisher, was uh-huh. when he had a rushing touch. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So I, you know, I, I think this could be a surprisingly low scoring game, you know, with uh, no hurts on one side, two very good defenses. I, yeah. think it, I think it could kind of be a shocker and be, I don't know, 2017,
2: something like that would not shock me. Okay. So the positive spin, if we want to imagine a scenario where it's a lot higher scoring than that, mm-hmm. is. Here's what I'm wondering about Dak and throw away the numbers, throw away the matchup, all that stuff is that it's a huge game. Mm-hmm. Huge game. Philly's gonna win this division, most likely, but Dallas needs to win on Saturday to give itself any chance mm-hmm. whatsoever to win this division. It's all about the Eagles right now. But the Cowboys are playing at home. Dak has been struggling with bad interceptions of late. He needs a At some game. point, does, does he does he compartmentalize and turn all that stuff into a really like a statement game? That's what I'm wondering. Is yeah. again the numbers suggest it probably mm-hmm. won't be. But this is why you pay a guy thirty-five million dollars per year to be your quarterback, as you expect statement games out of him every once in a while. What better stage than against the Eagles, playing at home, Christmas Eve, giving yourself at least the fifth seed with a win, and potentially, potentially the NFC East crown? Again, I still think the Eagles are going to find a way to win at least one of their final three games. But it was a it would be an opportune place for uh, the. For, for, for Dak to have a statement-type game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a I, I'm a really fun, just real-life NFL game oh, to totally. watch. Yeah. Juggernauts
0: just going back and forth with we each We love Gardner. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Gardner Minshew is going to be really fun to watch as a backup, see how, he, how this offense looks underneath him.
1: Yeah, so. and actually, these teams play in Week 18 last year. The Eagles played, like, no starters, and they hung in there with Dallas for a little while in that game, I think, through, like, a quarter. Then it fell off. I mean, it was all of Dallas. And Dak had his best game of the year, it had, like, four or five touchdowns uh Minshew was okay you know he'd like 14 and a half fantasy points but again it was with all the backups yeah you know so I don't know We'll we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. I think you can stream Minshew though you know especially with the situation around the league he's certainly on that QB1 radar
0: yeah we need another one of those DAC games here this week for Mm -hmm. everybody all right one more game to talk about before we do a quick break and that's the Steelers and the Raiders Raiders. lineup for this one include
2: Josh Jacobs Devontae Adams And Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Just a quick graphic note. Josh Jacobs is RB2, not 22, but you get the point. Of course, he's projected for 19.5 fantasy points. So if you are watching, are bad, but... Ah, uh, Josh Jacobs, of course, very much a lineup lock this week. No injuries to report here of major significance. So it looks like all the guys you are expecting to see will be available on Saturday. It sounds like Kenny Pickett will start for the Steelers as well.
0: Yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. to see that. We
2: saw Darren Waller for the first time last week, Mike. How high does he climb in your ranks
0: for
1: you this week? Yeah, tight end ten, and that's where Ingram pulled out of the rankings already after last night. So he's borderline. Uh, three targets last week. He did score a touchdown. If he didn't score that touchdown, we'd be having a, probably a more pessimistic conversation, yep. or at least that would be the consensus on him i think anyway but uh 48 of the snaps 66 percent of the pass routes those numbers should rise this week which helps you so, feel so. a little bit better uh about him so again you're just still we don't know that for sure there's some risk there because he was so limited last week and only saw the three targets so uh might be your best option but you know he's borderline
0: yeah from there i look at the rest of
2: this and it's you know uh, Najee Harris, I feel like he's one, close to a lineup. Block. Yeah,
0: he's he's real close to me with Good the matchup. He's, played he's the last been so couple busy. Weeks. He, he's
2: finding the end zone. Yeah. He, you know, he's the volume's going to be there, right? The big thing with Najee is that he really hasn't been catching passes at anywhere near the frequency he was last season. You'd yes. love to see that go up. I'm hesitant to think that it's going to change dramatically in week 16 of the NFL season, but it's going to be cold. It is running the football weather on Saturday night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So match the season. I
1: was 24 touches last week. That's yeah. the good Love news. Uh, t- touchdown four of his last five games. Yeah. That's the good news. To your point, though, was zero targets last week. He has five targets in his last four games and that this does not align well against this defense, right? Cause uh, the Raiders have a lot the fourth most fantasy points. to so running back seems like a good matchup, but, Almost all of that's been in the passing game, right? Mm. They're actually solid against the run, or at least competent against the run. So that's not a good matchup for how he has been utilized. A little bit more nervous. That's why he checks in at RB20 after a 24 touch game. Yeah. You know, he's fine. He, you know, like, I, like you said, yep. maybe a lineup block. You're probably not going to beat him out, but Close. Probably a back end RB2.
0: And when you look at the rest of these pass catchers, you know Deontay Johnson continues
2: to get a ton of volume here. Christmas miracle, baby! Can we get a Christmas miracle? Yes, Can guys. we a touchdown? Can we get a Christmas miracle, but touchdown for Deontay Johnson? That's all I'm asking for. I put him in
1: my lineup locks list. He was pulled out. Someone disagreed with me. I put Ooh. him there. Look, eight or more targets in four straight games. Top twenty five two weeks in a row. Yeah. ten targets last week. Caught them all for ninety eight yards. He's been, look, he's been a top 25 receiver two weeks in a row with zero touchdowns. Again, I mean, he's a top 25 for the season with no touchdowns this season.
2: That's absurd. Is he really a it, top 25 yeah, wide receiver yeah, with zero yeah. touchdowns?
1: A 5.1 expected touchdowns. One of the flukier touchdown seasons we've Will seen in a long one? time.
2: Will he get one this season? Yes. Okay. I there's only so. three games left, so. I think so. There's a 33% Good. chance it happens on Saturday night.
1: And they're playing the Raiders, so maybe it's like 63% chance.
2: What is going to be the reaction from your couch when he scores a touchdown?
1: Uh, not a backflip. Not a, a backflip. No, I, okay. I can't do that. I might that. try, but I'll break something. So yeah. not that smart. Like um, maybe, a, maybe a a nice little, maybe, maybe I'll Convincing stand up. Maybe I'll stand up. I'll yeah. think about it. Can we good do? Fist
0: bump? Can we do more than just Deontay Johnson though? Like, can we? Can we just get one for all of us? Like, can you take Deontay Johnson and you take Mike Evans and can I have one and can we just get all three of them? Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Yes. Who do you want, Alvin Kamara? Uh, Alvin Kamara. There's Alvin Kamara.
0: Deontay Johnson and Mike Evans.
1: Can yeah. we all three? They need touchdowns here this weekend.
2: Totally okay. fine with uh, that. Anytime touchdowns. So let's put it yeah.
0: all into play. We'll see.
1: You know what I mean? Let's and go. by the way, when something one of them scores, you know what we're going to do? We're going to grab our phone clip. and start texting, texting
0: or, or tweeting. That's, exactly like, what that's, what that's, that's what you do. That's what you do in this uh, century. Yeah. Uh, anything else with this game
2: you want to talk about? This is all for our Christmas nope. Eve games. So when we come back, we're going to talk about three games being played on Christmas Day and then one the day after Christmas in Indianapolis. Hmm. But before we can do that, Daniel. Geico asks... How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Mm-hmm. Almost as much as I
0: would love a Deontay Johnson touch on Saturday night. Of <laughs> course. Field, and when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with your homeowner's or renter's coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways that you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, we're talking Christmas Day games here, as Field alluded to, the 1 p.m. game, Packers at
2: Dolphins. Okay. And savor this game, people. In Miami. Savor this game (laughs) because the next two games, Broncos, Rams, Cardinals playing host oh, to the Buccaneers. Not great. So
1: this is the one to watch if you're picking yeah. one.
0: Again, one yeah. of those ones where when you look at the beginning of the year, you're like, wow, these are going to be fun games. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah.
1: Packers and Dolphins
0: lineup blocks include Aaron Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle. All that sort of makes sense for me. Yep. What I don't see on there is Aaron Rodgers or any of the Packers pass catchers field. I want to ask
2: you about Aaron Rodgers. Where do you have him this week? Uh, well, before I get to that, Daniels, quickly, A.J. Dillon oh, sorry, off the injury report. He is bad. good to go. Jeff Wilson Jr. we continue to monitor. He's got mm-hmm. that hamstring injury that cost him last week's game. We'll see whether he is available. Do not know as of right now whether ham, uh, whether D- Wilson will give it a go I believe we have, him, we have him ranked for now. He's still in the projections. Mm-hmm. We'll update if we get any more clarity today. This is when their Friday injury report is due. You've seen a bunch of players' game statuses already mm-hmm. announced because of all the games being played tomorrow. We'll have more clarity later on today here for Jeff Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, though, back to your question, Daniel, is quarterback 15. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup. This Dolphins defense is not exactly the defense that we saw last nope. year. As a matter of fact... From it. It hasn't been because of a bunch of personnel change. I just think they haven't played nearly as well. They do Mm -hmm. have some good individual pieces. Some of the numbers might be skewed by the fact that they're constantly scoring so many points on offense that teams are just throwing the ball so darn much against them. I've got Aaron Rodgers as quarterback 12 because I do think that uh, should be a reasonable opportunity for him to throw for more than 230 passing yards, which he hasn't done in five straight games. And weather, not really an issue here in Mm -hmm. Miami. I think it might be a little bit cooler than you normally expect in Miami on Christmas day, but we're talking about like 70 degrees as opposed to negative 7 degrees.
1: Yeah, this week you're in some some circumstances, especially if you had Jalen Hurts, you're just trying to find someone to hold down the fort yep. at quarterback and get you 15 or so points. That may do the trick and Rodgers is one of those guys. Look, he doesn't have a lot of upside. He has one weekly finish better than QB 12 this season. That was a QB it's 9. Crazy. Like And right when he started crazy. to pick up there with Watson, we thought, here we go. He's back and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. He's kind of face planted. So uh, to your point, Miami's second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Yep. So uh, be Very generous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he could throw pair of touchdowns maybe he gets the three maybe he gets the 200 230 yards he's serviceable there's just not a lot of upside there do we
2: think AJ Dillon's momentum has been enough over the past few weeks no okay
1: and here's why his usage has not changed he has played 48 percent of their offensive snaps this season last week in that big game he played 38 percent and it's been pretty consistent Aside of the game where Aaron Jones got hurt and he played 75 a couple weeks ago that's it I mean his usage really hasn't changed it's just does he get into the end he's zone? He's on like his Clyde
2: edwards DeLair stuff yeah. right now. He had huh? the big
1: week one. He went all the way down. He was terrible for yeah. like eight straight weeks, and then he's just jumped back up the last couple of weeks. And I don't know, maybe down the stretch they try to use him more, but again, his usage is pretty much the same. It's mm-hmm. just the results have been a little better. So I'd be really nervous about another dud game not not close to a lineup. I mean, we're still at 35th. That's about where we've had him all season. That's where he belongs.
0: Different player, but I am also nervous about Christian Watson and potentially what, you know, what we saw the first three games when he really came on and what we saw last week is quite a bit different still though, based on the way that Aaron Rodgers utilizes him and what we expect to be this game where they're going to have to throw Christian Watson is someone that I have as a flex play wide receiver 24 for me. I'm still starting him, but I do have a little bit of hesitance based on what we saw last week because I think that's closer to the norm than the two to three touchdown performances that we've seen, obviously.
2: Good news is he played a ton of snaps last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. He has six or more targets in five straight games. Uh-huh. And while he has not been able to crack more than 50 yards in three of his past four games, he just needs one play. So, I mean, we're talking about a player that clearly and immediately became one of the best deep threats. In the NFL, because of his world class speed. So I've got him as wide receiver 20, a bit more optimistic, but not super far off from where you were, Daniel. I think the volume plus the snap share plus the potential for a big play makes him a reasonable option this week in mm-hmm. a good yeah, matchup.
1: Yeah, and his role is actually, what did we say last week? He had three straight games with six targets. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs comes back last week, didn't play a lot. He had like five targets. Uh, Watson had seven targets, yep. right? So his target share was about the same. Uh, I will say this. I mentioned this stat yesterday. DK Metcalf by far leads the NFL in end zone targets with 20. The next closest is 13 since week 10. Metcalf still first in that category tied for second. Christian Watson. He's right there. He had another one last week. He's still getting the work near the goal line. I feel solid about him, especially in this matchup again against Miami, who gives up a lot through the air. Fringe wide receiver too.
0: Are you looking at any of these other Packers wide receivers? You talked about Romeo Dobbs, Alan mm.
1: Lazard as he worked his way into a... Nope. Can't trust Dobbs uh, only played about a third of the snaps last week. Alan Lazard under 12 fantasy points in five straight under four targets yeah. and two of his last three. Kind, kind of, of taking it. a backseat yeah. to, uh, yep. to Watson. I mean, if not the worst flex option for sure. I could see him having a bounce back game, but I don't feel great about the ceiling right now. Yep. All right, let's move on and talk. Broncos
0: at Rams. Lineup locks for Broncos at <laughs> Rams include...
2: Actually exclude
1: they everyone. Exclude. We don't need a graphic. No one. Yeah, this, this is the no one graph. I was talking about oh, yesterday. My mic didn't just cut out there. No, you your mic ready? is still active. Oh, okay, no that's one. What it is no no line-up blocks. No lineup blocks. Not
2: a yeah. one
0: injuries though, do include a few people fielding Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. Russell
2: Wilson now off the injury report. He's practicing in full. He'll start on Sunday. The team actually cleared him or he got cleared. I should say through the concussion protocol last week, but the team opted to take a bigger picture approach in that game against Arizona. Brett Ripon started. They won. Uh, And Russell Wilson will be back this week. Cortland Sutton, uncertain to play right now. Again, because it is a game on Sunday, we'll have an official report. My guess would be that Cortland Sutton comes in as questionable. He remains limited in practice with that hamstring injury. You may have also noticed that Latavius Murray did not practice one day this week. It is bitterly, bitterly cold right now in Colorado, like we're talking minus 20 level cold with the wind chill. Uh, as a result of that because they're playing the game in Los Angeles. They moved their practices inside that mm. turf a little bit less forgiving. So a couple of veteran players for the Broncos did not practice. It's just maintenance. Gotcha. So Latavius mm-hmm. Murray okay. expected to be all good come Sunday uh, for the Denver Broncos. And fantasy football is just a strange game we play, right? And certainly if you have you know, Patrick Mahomes or Justin Jefferson or, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you feel great about your chances in the playoffs. But I'm just here to tell you Latavius Murray's are going to win you championships Mm -hmm. or potentially win you semifinal rounds. That's how fantasy football works. Guys that out of nowhere are doing real work for you. And the volume is unmistakable right now, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, wanted some coin and DFS I just last week. Say that that was a, a controversial play, but he was yeah. so he was like fifty one hundred yep. at draftings that last great week. Great call so, by you. Great. Call. Uh, so he, he looked good. Twenty five touches, one hundred and forty two yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, the only possible reservation here, other well, the Rams defense has been actually no, they've been struggling It's running back seventh most fantasy points the last. Yeah, week. they have been. Yeah, uh, was, the only hesitation I would have here is that Chase Edmonds designated activated to return or yeah he's designated to return right I don't know yep. was he activated yet I'm sorry he was yeah.
2: designated to return from IR yes
1: maybe he comes back and plays a role here but again 64% of the snaps for Murray last week when he had this big game even if Edmonds is back I think he kind of steals from Marlon Mack a little bit I could mm-hmm. see a similar here, so not too worried about that I think Murray's a fine flex.
2: Officer. I would agree because it feels like stylistically Chase Edmonds more mirrors Marlon Mack than he does Latavius Murray, who is a no-nonsense north-south runner at this juncture of his career.
1: Although Mack, I mean, throughout most of his time in Indianapolis, he wasn't a target guy; He'd get like right. nine yeah. and have 260 carries. Sure, right I in, should yeah. say that.
2: Be but based off how he's being used it, right now no in Denver, that's has been that's by what, that. Yeah, Chase Edmonds—that's probably more by necessity. than I was design. just going to
1: say that they yeah. have to throw like yeah. eventually you have to dump it off at some point, right? Yeah. And they just don't totally. have a—they need Chase Edmonds back, I guess, to handle yep. uh, some of those snaps.
0: Uh, If Cortland Sutton
1: doesn't roll, how will that affect Jerry Judy for you this week? Uh, I'll I'll bump him up. I mean, I'm at 23 in the rankings with Mm -hmm. Sutton in the projection, so he probably would be a lineup block if Sutton is out, but it's looking positive for uh, Cortland Sutton. By the way, last three full games with Jerry Judy on the field, Cortland Sutton under 25 yards in all of them. He just cannot put a, since what, his second year or third year? He hasn't been able to put like a full season together. I don't think it's really his fault. He's a really good player. Uh, but again, he just he kind of disappeared. He bounced back when Judy was out, but it's it's tough to feel great about him right now, but Judy's been awesome. Yeah, the Judy's on- been awesome. yeah
2: I was going to say, the only, like, I'm trying to, trying to spin things positively today, the only maybe positive outlook for Cortland Sutton is that prior to suffering that concussion, Russell Wilson was having his best game of the season. That's like, a good point. Maybe mm-hmm. he found just a little bit, uh-huh. not a time, but just a little bit of confidence and momentum in a matchup that, especially if the Rams don't have Aaron Donald, who he's the best defensive player in the world Mm -hmm. still like that helps i don't care that he doesn't play defensive back like not having aaron donald does help your passing game it helps your running game on offense it helps everything on offense
1: a good example of that is quinnon williams playing for the jets last night out of the gates in that game just running people over yeah
2: on the first drive i was
1: a little nervous about lawrence right out of the gate because williams was just a strong dominant man all right
0: teddy bear next Mm -hmm. game we have buccaneers at cardinals yeah merry christmas just keeps getting better time game
2: If you guys haven't checked it out, I've I've enjoyed I've started watching. I've enjoyed the in-season hard knocks for the
0: Cardinals. Have you? It's good stuff, man. I'll check it out. Bucket like that Cardinals lineup blocks include Chris Godwin, James Conner,
2: and Nuke. I don't wide receiver fourteen for Nuke. I know that says forty-four. Fourteen for For Nuke. Nuke. Um, So he'll be in there. Uh, He'll be in your lineups on Sunday. Can
0: I ask you about Tom Brady? field?
2: Yeah, you can. can you turn? Because yeah.
0: I feel like Tom Brady is a guy that I have almost no confidence in starting. However, this week, when I look at the elements of all the things like Tom Man. Brady's been throwing the ball enough and he's in a climate positive situation where
2: it's like, how do you not trust him? So there's certainly a case, Daniel, I'm assuming like, what's the one thing you want for Christmas the most this year? Like a uh, Mike guitar. Evans, oh, uh, okay. Alvin yeah. Vary, but, yeah you know. Besides those. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think that you would want like this. Yeah. A new guitar. Community. I'll say new guitar. Okay. So like, I think Tom Brady could be delivering you a new guitar on Sunday night. Okay. Because All right. it is a very good matchup. Uh, the Cardinal secondary is inexperienced. It's banged up. Uh, the question marks for me for the bucks is just basically protecting Tom Brady, which is the same question we've had throughout the season. The Cardinals do have a pretty good defensive front. We'll see, though, if they can protect him enough. That will be good. And then, like, the volume is just absurd. Tom Brady is the least efficient passer in the NFL. Not quite, but very but close to it. Like it yeah. But he's passing the ball 45 times a game. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about Brock Purdy earlier on the show. Like, he'll be lucky to reach 35 on Sunday. On Saturday. On Saturday. And Brady could reach 50 and no bat an eyelash. Mm-hmm. So it's a good opportunity, good matchup. We've seen teams throw the football and move the football with success against this Arizona Cardinals team. And maybe the win has been taken out of the sails of this Cardinals team too. Like, you know, they're no longer playing for the playoffs. They're down to their third string quarterback. There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the coach. The GM is on a personal leave right now. There's uncertainty about the entire organization right now. Are they going to dud on Sunday night? And by the way, I know that it's, I don't think the Bucks are going anywhere in the playoffs. I don't, but there is a chance, maybe even a real chance, that by Sunday night, when they take the field, they win their NFC South champions. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I know that they probably are still going to be NFC South champions even if they lose, but maybe they just smell blood. I'm, I'm, I'm not going for narratives this week. I'm just trying to tap into the human side of this all. Sure. Maybe Tom Brady does have a reasonable. I've got him a quarterback nine, so I'm not, not like you know. He's not elite this week, but uh, strong enough to be inside my top. Yeah, we we just haven't
1: seen a high ceiling from him. But again, this week of all weeks with the weather and Mm -hmm. uh, so many backup quarterbacks out there, he's serviceable. Sometimes you just need a floor. He has at least 16 fantasy points in four of his last five. Hasn't hit 20 since week four. But that heavy volume is going to give you a high floor. Did have three touchdowns last week, too. And Arizona, by the way, even, you know, including the whole season. when at times they were healthy and playing okay defensively. Second most passing touchdowns allowed with yep. twenty five this season. So there's something here. And if he throws for three touchdowns, I don't again, I don't think we're gonna be surprised.
0: Not at all. I'm with you. When I look at these Buccaneers running backs, we're all ahead of we're all on Fournette ahead of Rashad White just by a little bit. But here's the thing with Leonard Fournette six straight games he's been between 10.6 and 14.8 fantasy mm-hmm. points he's just such a tight grouping there's almost no ceiling there but it's a guaranteed floor
2: yeah, he is going to get
0: you a guaranteed good. floor from that standpoint so mm-hmm. he's the guy that we are trusting this week over Rashad
1: White more than anything else and Mike I do want to talk about unless you want to add anything on the running backs I do want to talk I, about I was just going to say I mean Fournette had an uh an edge of 10 what was it? 10 snaps last week I think yeah. I added uh 39 29 had an edge of 10 and also Uh, has an edge in passing down work and if they're going to be close in carries which they were they were one off last week that's going to push it towards Fournette I mean even if White plays a little bit more snaps I mean if Fournette getting the passing down work that's more valuable than the carry so that's where he gets the edge also by the way Arizona's 16 uh, touchdowns to running backs this season that is fourth most so they've struggled in that department as well so they're both flex options I would lean toward Fournette
0: over the last two weeks Leonard Fournette has run 20 more routes than mm-hmm. Rashad White at 52 to 30. Yeah. Yep.
2: Both of them could very easily have five catches catches in this game. In this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could. Yeah. Hopefully good.
0: Mike Evans has five catches in this game. And one of them is in the end zone is mm. he make the
1: shadow mm. report this week. Mike Clay, he sure does. And he gets the upgrade 10 targets in two straight games. Yep. So we're getting the volume. We've talked about it's coming that back. before. It's getting there. Yeah. 83 yards better last, last week. Yes. Yep. yep. 10 straight games without a touchdown is hard Unreal. to believe. Real. Hard to believe for this, but uh, it could be this week. Look, last week, Arizona was missing their number one corner, their number two corner, Mm -hmm. and their number three corner. Mm -hmm. All three were out. We'll see if they go this week, but it doesn't really matter even when they've been on the field. It's been a struggle. Six most fantasy points to the perimeter over the last eight weeks, the 10th most fantasy points to receivers as a whole as well. This can be exploited. They're going to be throwing the ball.
2: Yeah, like... Uh, like Byron, Byron Murphy is a good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But He's like if you were to name the number two and number three corners for Arizona, like that would be an interesting exercise for mm-hmm. like the layman football yeah. fan.
0: Patrick Peterson is probably still going to be one of the biggest
2: like names that
1: gets mentioned. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fact totally. He's, He's like, to on the Minnesota. Team. He's like his, what,
2: third season in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Uh,
1: Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson. Yep. That's who we're talking about. So yeah. No, um, not worth great. noting, I, by
2: the way, on the injury front, I forgot to mention this before. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Brown added to the injury report mm-hmm. yesterday, so oh, keep well, an eye that's on not that Great,
0: one. because the Cardinals are also going to probably start Trace McSorley this week, his mm-hmm. first NFL start, which is probably why Nuke is one of the only lineup locks. Because not only has Hollywood been not great, but what are you going to do with him with Trace McSorley in her center field?
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw the second half of last week's game, and granted, it's always—I know—it's always, sorry about that. Yeah, I know, it's always mm-hmm. tough to judge a player when he gets inserted into the game. Because of an injury, he hasn't had a lot of practice reps and he hasn't had a lot of preparation, but it was not a particularly efficient or pretty offensive effort for Arizona with Trace McSurley. And he was a phenomenally fun college player at uh, at Penn State. Okay passer, but Mm -hmm. better athlete than he was passer. I'm not sure that has changed over his past few years, so I expect it to be a tough day passing-wise, which is why DeAndre Hopkins is a bit lower than you normally see him in our rankings and why Marquise Brown, on top of the fact that he's had no ceiling of late, he's losing targets compared to where he was at the beginning of the year, and now he's hurt. Not exactly a guy I want to have in my lineup this yep. weekend.
1: Yep, this could look a lot like. Uh, I mean, look, Bucks have a good defense. This could be. This could look a lot like the Jets' offense did last yeah. night. It just it, the weather won't be as bad, but yep. it could be a rough go for the passing
2: game. They're yeah. definitely going to like open the roof, and then it's going to like just it's going to start snowing. Stop. <laughs> Stop That'd be awesome, it.
0: right? Yeah what's it, uh, it What's the temperature supposed to be? Are they going to be able to open the roof down there?
2: Um I don't know. Let's find out right now. Um I think they. I feel like they're actually pretty conservative with keeping the roof mm-hmm. closed. Like uh, I think if like, there's any threat of rain, they close the roof just because um, I wonder what
0: that does. It has nothing to do with fantasy, but like when you open the roof just a little bit, how does that affect like the kicking game? Do balls get high enough in there that like any kind of wind structure comes in and affects anything? I think,
2: you know, I think certainly like the preferred, like the ideal kicking surface is in a dome roof just, closed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no concerns. on was there. It's no uh, the feels like temperature uh, at game time is 65 degrees. Oh, so, so rough. So Clear. rough out there. Yeah, so wow. Should be beautiful.
0: Yeah, so like for one of the final games that you watch, hopefully it will be uh, the nicest weather of all of them. One last game to talk about here. Monday Night Football. Monday Let's go. It is Chargers at Colts. Wait, doesn't Lot- it go
1: Broncos now? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. line of so blocks. blocks Let's it's dead.
0: Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Michael Williams, and Michael Pittman for the Colts. Called him Michael Williams. He's so good uh-huh. yeah. by his first
2: name, by his God given name, How Maybe about a uh, parent
0: given name, but Ma- whatever. Mike Williams makes the wide receiver cornerback list. You Mike Clay.
1: Uh, he sure does. So Stefan Gilmore, uh, we've talked about, awesome. I won't list all these names, but I could list off all the perimeter receivers, the number ones that they face the season. If you add them it's all together, wide receivers too, it's a lot of guys. I'll uh, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown. There's a, a whole host of them. Uh, Stephon Gilmore shadowed those guys on 92% of their combined perimeter routes. There's like 10 receivers here. It's a long list, so we should expect that with Mike Williams here as well. And if if Williams is, he's 83% perimeter, but a few times he's in the slot, you'd expect Gilmore on uh, Keenan Allen. But again, Keenan Allen's the primary slot for the Chargers. He's going to dodge Gilmore Gilmore. most of the time. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Uh, The only thing is, how good is the Colts' pass defense right now? I mean... They came in the last week having allowed the fewest fantasy points to receivers. They've fallen, and it's late in the season. So to fall from first to fifth in that category is rough, and that's what happened after 74 fantasy points. You know
2: what? So a couple things here is we talked about this on the show. I know. Just like the circumstance. Like you're playing such a different defense when you're up 33 to nothing. I I have a rule rule. Like if a team, if there's like an indictment on a team's past, uh, uh, past defense after facing Justin Jefferson, it's like, That doesn't count. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh man, do we have what it takes? Like, it's Justin Jefferson. Most, he's the most prolific receiver most teams have through three teams. seasons, literally ever. Like he's going to break the record for most catches through three mm-hmm. seasons. Going to break the record. He's already broken the record for most yards through three seasons. If he has one more 100 yard game, he will break the record for most 100 yard games through four years, and he's in his third year. Like mm-hmm. literally, maybe the greatest receiver at this stage of his career we have ever seen. So yes, I'm a little like I think this Colts team is going to come play on Monday night, even with very little to play for. They've been like. Pride has been the thing for a while now. When you've got a head coach that's on there on is it's there on an interim basis. Like I expect them to be prideful on Monday night. Whether they're good enough to win is a different story. Mm-hmm. I expect them to show out. Like I think it will be difficult for Mike Williams to have a monster game mm-hmm. on Monday night. Not moving out of my lineup, but I don't expect a 150 plus touchdown.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I will say this. They did. They allowed three touchdowns to receivers last week. The Colts did. The week before, they also did. They had allowed six total the first 12 weeks yeah. of the season. Two weeks in a row now, they've allowed three. What did three. they play
2: two weeks ago? Do you recall? Uh,
1: I don't. What, what game is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Right? After the, I don't, I'm trying to think of the
2: circumstances, right? But like, yeah, how can, did that get I can't get remember to what it was. I uh, figured it out while we're
1: sitting um, here yeah. But anyway, I mean, something to keep an eye on. By the way, Justin Jefferson, I don't know if you just slipped this in there and I missed it, but real chance to break the receiving yardage record. Like oh, yeah. He's, he's very close. If Calvin he, Johnson's he, record? Yeah. I mean, he needs like, my projections right now have him like 20 yards short and, and you know, that's like about 9,500 yards a game. Wow. So if they give him a couple extra targets against like Chicago in week 18. Sure. He oh,
2: could get there. So. Last one was when the Colts debacled against the Cowboys. on Sunday. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. oh, Cowboys. So, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, okay. A couple games, like they still count, right? But I, I say on average, I believe in this Colts defense. I really do. <laughs> But let's talk about the rest of this. Oh, let's because, talk about the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I will say this about the Colts pass catchers. I am intrigued and enthused by Nick Foles being under center. Okay. I think he's going to bring some life to this passing game. Not elite. I mean, there's a reason why he hasn't played at all this year. But like, if anybody in the history of professional football is capable of collecting dust for the first 15 weeks of the season, and then coming out on Monday night football and throwing for like 260 yards and two touchdowns. It is Sir Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, Nick? Uh,
1: it's the wrong team, but uh, kind of flashbacks here with the Eagles, mm-hmm. like MVP candidate quarterback going yeah. down with a late season injury. And then Nick Foles is starting the next week. Wrong team, but
2: uh, yeah, you know, different narrative. So, but still yeah. like, yeah, I'm excited about what he'll. So I think Michael Pittman's forecast is slightly sunnier with Nick Foles. Now, let's talk about the Colts running backs because, of course, no Jonathan Taylor. They have subsequently signed Jordan Wilkins from the practice squad, Zach Moss, and Deion Jackson. I talked about this just a moment ago with Trace McSorley. It's always hard to judge a player or a situation when an injury occurs in the middle of the Mm -hmm, game because you mm -hmm. haven't been preparing for it. But it is worth noting that last week, when Jonathan Taylor basically gets hurt after his first touch, that Zach Moss played 53 snaps compared to just 25 for Deion Jackson. That's reflected in our rankings. We all have Zach Moss inside our top 30. We all have Deion Jackson outside our top 40. Am I a little nervous? It won't be nearly that yes. disparate on Monday night? Uh-huh. Yeah, I am. Yep. But especially in a non-PPR league or if you're playing a half-point PPR league, I think you do way worse than Zach Moss on Monday night. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's uh out there in most leagues. You could pick him up and throw him in your flex if you're in a tough spot. Hopefully, if you're in your final four or whatever, you're not in this position. You don't need to go this route, but if you do... I I agree. I think he's the one A here, but it makes me very nervous because I think three guys are going to play. Uh, yeah. Jordan Wilkins came from basically the street to playing a, a substantial role earlier this season. If he you tell me he played twenty snaps in this game, would not shock me at all. Uh, but it is a great matchup too. Obviously, Chargers we pick on them great all the matchup. time. Five yeah. and a half yards per carry to running backs that is worse than the NFL. Tons of fantasy points. So there's some flex appeal here, but you should be you shouldn't feel great about it. The same, c- way,
0: the same way that I don't like start, we talk about, you hate starting someone on Thursday and they just put up a dud. I hate playing a guy, and it's not about Zach, but like, I hate playing a guy like Zach Moss who I don't have a lot of confidence in, in the final game mm-hmm. of the week, too. Because then it's like, I'm just sitting there waiting, being like, oh man, I have no idea what that's going to be. I have no idea. Should I swap him out? Should I? And then I'm just analyzing the entire time.
1: And if yeah. that ends your season two, you don't forget that player no, for a long time. You, you don't remember that yeah. night. Yeah. You spent yeah. the whole day waiting for that player to go. Uh, waiting
2: all day for Monday night. This or case. maybe they will be
1: your yeah. hero too. I don't know. But yeah. are you, if if Moss wins you a league or you uh, get to the championship, you're buying a jersey. I think so. With your winnings. Yeah. If
2: Zach Moss gets you to if the they championship. Zach Moss jerseys yet? Yeah, they need to. I'll one, custom, not cold. Yeah, ones. Not Yeah. yeah we we'll will if he well, wins. You know what like, pedigree like this is a third round pick a few years them. ago like you love, he's a good football player he's a capable running back
1: circumstances
2: mm-hmm. did not work out in buffalo and he was part of that trade for a reason buffalo did not need him any longer he has not met expectations but this is not a nobody who's getting an opportunity he's a yeah. real back
1: he had uh, i was i loved him i loved his profile coming in it was a huge moss fan he had a rough combine yep and it kind of reminds me of kyron williams actually same thing Ooh, yeah and, I agree. and then yeah. he's not uh, i mean we can't pick on him yet he has ways to go I hasn't played a lot but Hasn't really broken out with the Rams like we kind of hoped he would. Yep. Akers has taken that job back. But anyway, that's a topic for the offseason.
0: That's going to wrap it up for here in week
2: 16. Can we tell people what we're doing over the next couple of days so they know where we're going? Oh yeah. Good call. Reminder. So tomorrow, fantasy football. Now that means Saturday when I Saturday. say tomorrow, tomorrow. Saturday, Saturday, Christmas Eve, fantasy football. Now 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, as we always are over mm-hmm. on ESPN two. And then this show will be back on Wednesday. We're going to take a couple of days for the holidays. Hope you all uh, are spending time with your loved ones and mm-hmm. don't really want to listen to a podcaster in these next few days. But of course you can find everybody on social media for instant reactions mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and then we'll be back next week, Wednesday through Friday, before getting into a once-a-week schedule beyond that. Yeah, um, it's going to be stuff. pretty great. Yeah. I'm really excited. Down. It's winding down. Guys, here man. we
0: go. I need some playoff dubs here.
2: But, man, not fun, huh? I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah, Not fun that it's winding down. I miss football already. Yeah, yeah. I know. wait, we, we yeah. have
1: some fun stuff planned for the offseason, too. Oh, so yeah, we're gonna bigger and, going and better than around. ever. Yes, fantasy focus. Offseason
2: is going to be legit. Yeah. We're going to have all kinds of crazy conversations and mm-hmm. fun conversations oh, yeah. and insightful conversations. Mm-hmm. It'll be a ton of fun. But
1: in the meantime, we're going to win some championships. That's Let's right. Let's get that, it done. That's I love right. that mentality,
0: Mike.
2: Let's go. Let's get some championship titles.
0: Check out yesterday's podcast if you missed the other previews. Check out CSS DFS if you want to win some money on the DFS slate here for Saturday. A reminder: Saturday slate this Saturday. week. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here in week sixteen. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. Be nice to your family over the holidays. We'll see you guys
2: next Wednesday. Wednesday, Let's man. go. What am I gonna do for the next
1: five days? Uh
2: sleep. you're gonna sleep? Pick sleep. out a sleep tonight, potentially. Sleep. No football tonight,
1: maybe. What what uh, Christmas sweater are you gonna wear? Uh, tomorrow. You'll find out. But tomorrow. Okay. Yeah.
2: Wow. Can't wait.
1: Oh, yeah, Christmas sweaters on FF now tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. Love
2: it.